Remember Harry Potter, remember Hogwarts, remember all those houses into which we all are sorted. Harry and Draco, Hermione and Ron, Dumbledore and Snape, Hagrid and McGonagall, we're gonna remember. Hey there, and welcome to Remember Harry Potter, a literary podcast covering all aspects of the Harry Potter series. On Remember Harry Potter, we talk about all things openly, especially the relationships and everything that goes along with them. We also understand that there are conversations that will come up that we might not be able to do justice. We want to include as much diversity as we can. So if you'd like to share your perspective with our audience, please message us. Oh, and fair warning, we We are are not spoiler free. Well, welcome, everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Marin. My name is Emily. And you are listening to Remember, Remember Harry. Harry Potter. Potter. Yay. <laughs> Today's episode will be a discussion, a learning, a party about Nicholas Flamel, the grossest old guy I can imagine. He is but a frail man. He's <laughs> old and infirm (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't know that until last time and now I do and that's all I can think about is how breakable he is and how gross I find that (laughs) so we're back on harrypotter.fandom.com thank you to whomever maintains this site best website ever we love it Uh, let's learn about the oldest person we'll ever meet Shall we? <laughs> yeah. He was born sometime between 1300 and 1326. Uh, he died, of course, sometime after Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, he was married. He's French. He's human, believe it or not. He's pale and has white hair. And we don't know anything about his wand, but he is an alchemist. Oh, and he went to Bobaton. Okay. Oh. That makes sense because he is French. French. Mm-hmm. En Francais. Parlez-vous. Let's talk about Flamel's early life. So this is, we're talking like early 14th century, which is like 1300s, right? Mm-hmm. Good grief. Nicholas was born in the early 14th century. In his youth, Nicholas attended Bobaton Academy of Magic in the... <gasps> What? Pyrenees? There we go. Mountains of like France. The dogs. What? The I didn't... Pyrenees dogs? Are they cute? They're so fluffy. Which ones are they? I'll look that up oh. while you do this. Okay. <laughs> I feel overwhelmed. <laughs> I get to see dogs. I think they're called a great. Oh, cute. Okay. And it was there that he met Perinelle, his future wife. Oh, they're cute. Think about digging your fingers into that fluff. (laughs) What a good boy. Oh my gosh, the undercoat just Mm -hmm. mm, Mm -hmm. dead. It is said that he later funded both the Academy's chateau and grounds, and a fountain on the grounds was named after the couple. That's very sweet. So this is uh, 
Next, we're going to talk about him gaining his immortality. Okay, so this is from the late 14th century to 1926. (laughs) We're going to sum it all up right here. Flamel became a a noted alchemist of considerable talent. At some point, he created the Philosopher's Stone, an item of immense magical power. With the stone, he created the elixir of life, which extended his life. Although it is clear that he used the elixir to greatly extend his life, it is not specified whether he used the stone's powers to make himself greatly wealthy, as the stone is also capable of turning any metal into gold. What would you do? (laughs) What would I do? (laughs) I'd be making money left and right. But to keep and hoard and Carlisle Cullen or to give and help and uh <laughs> you see here I would never I would never keep it yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. spend distribute amen etc stimulate that economy yeah man uh Nicholas was implied to have been in personal combat but had become inactive in this field by the 1720s. In 1762, he was spotted at an opera house in Paris. Cute. Oh, so cute. In the 1890s, Nicholas first came into contact with a brilliant teenager, Albus Dumbledore. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to talk about Gellert Grindelwald. That guy. The revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened in the early, well, late... 20s to 1945. Okay. I don't know what he has anything to do with this, but apparently he does. So when Albus Dumbledore began to take action to stop Gellert Grindelwald, Nicholas Flamel, as his friend, decided to help him in this and agreed to let him use his home as a safe house to any potential allies of his should the situation require it. In 1927, the magizoologist Newton Scamander decided to take advantage of the invitation and arrived at the Flamel House alongside two Americans by the name Porpentina Goldstein and Jacob Kolowski, along with Yusuf... Oh, no. <laughs> Where'd it go? Kama, a wizard who had tried to take Newt and his friends captive so he was free to track down his intended victim unhindered, only for him to suddenly lose consciousness. <laughs> That's so embarrassing when I try to <laughs> capture someone and then just become unconscious. Oops. Once they had arrived safely at the Flamel house, which was then well protected by various protective enchantments, Mr. Scamander was able to remove the water dragon parasite from the Kama's eye. <laughs> Cute. While he recovered from the procedure and the parasite's venom, Newt and Tina went to the French Ministry of Magic, so when Nicholas returned home, he found only the inexu- inexorable and still unconscious Yusuf and a sleeping Jacob. Kolowski mistook Flamel for a ghost, to which he replied that he was an alchemist and therefore immortal. Kolowski quipped that he did not look more than 375 years old. Jacob accidentally <laughs> broke Nicholas's hand, shaking it. Ew. After the greeting, they both came to the crystal ball, which showed, among other things, that Grindelwald was about to make rally for his followers at the Lestrange Mausoleum on words of French cemetery. <laughs> Okay, hold on a sec. Pause. This is just a whole out. plot of Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> I know I'm stuck on this thing. <laughs> However, just if you're breaking your bone, you got to go set that bone. Yeah. 
Is this a, because he's a wizard, he can just be like, bonus Reparo. Reparo-us. Bonus Reparo, yeah. <laughs> is that sure. what it is? I think so. Or he just knows it's gonna, he's going to break it again in like five more minutes. But it hurts. I mean. It hurts to break a bone, even if you're 665 years old. True. I, I, I need help. Ahem. They also saw Credence Barebone and Nagini heading there, and Queenie Goldstein, Tina's sister, and Jacob's fiance. When Jacob saw the woman, he asked the old man where the place in the ball was located, then quickly ran out of the apartment, first ac- asking Nicholas to look after Kama, 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 Meh. Kama, whatever. However, when Jacob looked at the place where Yusuf should lie, it turned out that it was already empty, making the request obsolete. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, so now we're going to talk about his death. <laughs> All right, so it was in the 1990s. Um, by the 1990s, Nicholas had moved to Great Britain with his wife and enjoyed a quiet life in Devon. However, the danger of the stone's existence was brought to light when Voldemort, with the help of Hogwarts professor Quirinus Quirrell, Quirinus, thought it was Quirrellus, <laughs> was nearly successful in stealing it for the purpose of restoring Voldemort to physical form. However, this plan was barely thwarted by the efforts of three children, Harry Potter, Hermione Granger, and Ron Weasley. Famel agreed, along with Dumbledore, that the stone should be destroyed. With enough elixir to set his affairs in order, it was expected that Flamel and his wife would die shortly thereafter. As their deaths drew near, Harry took the news as terrible, but Dumbledore told him that their deaths would be like going to bed after a very very long day <laughs> implying that when nicholas and his wife passed on they accepted their deaths with dignity amen good night good night <laughs> um so he is you know good at alchemy he was the greatest alchemist the world had ever seen being the only known person to successfully create a philosopher's stone very cool uh he was also an exceptionally gifted potionier uh, because he used the stone to create the elixir of life. Da, 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 da. He was kind of good at divination. He could do wandless and nonverbal magic. That's freaking amazing. So cool. Uh, he was immortal for a while and then he wasn't. <laughs> it has a bullet point called social networking. <laughs> Cool. Due to having lived over 600 years thanks to the Philosopher's Stone's elixir of life, Nicholas Flamel had a vast network of international contacts in their wizarding world, communicating with them via his phoenix-embossed book. Notable amongst his contacts were Albus Dumbledore of Hogwarts and Eulalie... That word has lots of uh, vowels. Eulalie. Yeah. Eulalie. Eulalie. (laughs) <laughs> of Ivermorny. Um, he spoke French and English and he had stuff and was married. The end. Nice. Uh-huh. Very cool. <laughs> He's um, a cool character. Cool character. Like My it. favorite thing about this is that we got mention of Queenie. Aww. <laughs> what a sweetie. Yeah. Queenie and Jacob. They're cute. I do. Right. Well, we actually do have an outpost. This is from a new listener. Her name is Emily. And she wrote us the other day. 
the <laughs> the subject line is in defense of Ron, so I already knew. Oh yeah, this is somebody who I'm gonna really vibe with. And she goes, "Hello, ladies. I just found your podcast and have been listening at work." After I'm caught up, I plan on binging your Twilight one, too, even though I haven't read the book or seen the movies in years. Emily, Aww. thank you. Join us on Remember Twilight. It's it's a pleasure. It's really fun. <laughs> anyway, I'm so happy that you two love Ron as much as I do. I just finished your episode about Ron. Don't ever sign your best friend up for a duel, Ron. <laughs> and I felt compelled to email you. I truly believe that one of the main reasons people hate Ron so much is because of the movies. I agree. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, all the directors made the decision to remove all of the funny, courageous, or endearing parts about Ron that we see in the books and give them to other characters. And then people who haven't read the books in a long time or have only seen the movies just keep that as their memories of Ron instead of how he really is in the books. For example, in book one at the end when they fall on the devil snare, Ron is the one who has a cool head and reminds Hermione that she's a witch. But in the movie, they make him out to be a complete screaming idiot. Mm -hmm. Ron is absolutely hilarious in the books, but all that they show of him is this moody asshole who is an idiot and not good enough to be friends with Harry or Mary Hermione. Yes, Ron does have his moments, like in book four when he is an asshole to Harry, or in book three when he said when he and Hermione are fighting about scabbers. And of course, book six, <laughs> when he decides that he should make out with Lavender Brown all the time. But... Also, who among us has not been a stupid, horny teen? Amen. Amen. Hi. Hi, everybody. He is also an amazing friend. He is terrified of spiders, yet goes with Harry in the Forbidden Forest in book two because he needs to. And he is a Gryffindor. He goes down the Chamber of Secrets with Harry as a 12-year-old, knowing there's a deadly basilisk down there. Anyway, I could rant for hours how much I love Ron Weasley, but I will leave it there. Uh, thank you for your delightful podcast, and I can't wait to be caught up on all the episodes. Please send me any thoughts you have about this. Um, Emily, I'll tell you my thoughts right now. I agree. Heck to the yeah. I love Ron Weasley. I love what a good friend he is and how strong and brave and everything that you said about him being like a normal horny teenager is so true. I mean, he's a kid who was kind of, and I hate to say it because I love Mrs. Weasley, but I know what it's like to be kind of like at the end of a bunch of siblings and be kind of lost in the shuffle and be kind of like left on to your own devices. You make a lot of stupid mistakes and you don't, you aren't very thoughtful about what you say and how you behave because you're just trying to figure it out on your own and you don't have a lot of guidance. And I feel like that's how Ron is. That's how I was. And so maybe that's why I feel so strongly connected to Ron Weasley and I love him so much because I get his like weaknesses and his stupidity but I also like so um what's the word where I'm like oh I relate I relate so much to his loyalty as mm -hmm. a friend because that's how I am so much I love Ron Weasley so yeah I help outside any selfishness in order to like do the thing mm -hmm. like he's never like oh I'm not going to do that thing because this he's always ready and willing to like do whatever yeah and in book seven when he leaves he had a horcrux around his neck he was doing his best I mean he's been hanging out with a horcrux non-stop for seven years and now he has one around his neck that's double horcrux mm -hmm. poor Ron mm -hmm. who can deal with that nobody's perfect as Hermione <laughs> right so I give him a break I, I give him a break about everything though mm -hmm. I really do mm -hmm. so love him yep thanks Emily that's a great email just kidding. I'm talking about the other Emily <laughs> 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 okay. 
That was a great email. Thank you for writing to us. Yes. Thank you for the owl post. If you guys have any other defenses of, <laughs> please send them to us. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Anything else, Emily? I don't think so. Okay. Love you guys so much, and let's create something magical together. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You've been remembering Harry Potter with Marin and Emily. You can stay in touch on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Remember Harry Potter Podcast. Please consider joining us on Patreon for a weekly bonus video, access to our notes, original artwork, and to connect with our awesome community. You can message us at RememberHarryPotterPodcast at gmail.com. Send us a voice message on Anchor or leave a review on iTunes. Yes, please leave a review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for all this information and more. Thank you.